A very happy Tuesday and welcome to The Daily Oz. Today is the 16th of November. I'm Zara Seidler. I'm joined by Sam Kozlowski. And today we are taking you through the day's top stories. Sam, kick us off. New South Wales police have announced they have new evidence in the disappearance of William Tyrrell and are now, quote, looking for his remains. Hundreds of police will return to the New South Wales mid-north coast, where he went missing from, for a, quote, high-intensity search. Detective Chief Superintendent Darren Bennett said on Monday, it's highly likely that if we found something, it would be a body. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has said that the Glasgow agreement to phase down coal will not spell the end of the coal industry here in Australia. On Monday, he said, for all of those who are working in that industry in Australia, they'll continue to be working in that industry for decades to come. The comments do contradict, however, the words of UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who said the agreement sounded the death knell for coal power. An update from Houston, Texas. A nine-year-old boy has passed away from injuries sustained at Travis Scott's Astroworld Music Festival, becoming the youngest person to die following the crowd surge. The death toll from the concert is now 10 people. There is some good news for all our South Australian listeners or people trying to head into the state. Premier Stephen Marshall has announced that fully vaccinated people entering the state of South Australia will only have to quarantine for seven days if they're identified as a close contact of a positive case from the 23rd of November. We got news yesterday that Austria has introduced a nationwide lockdown for all people aged 12 and older who are not fully vaccinated against COVID-19. The lockdown comes as the country has reported record high case numbers with a seven-day average of over 10,000 cases a day. The situation in Austria is about 65% of the nation's population has had both doses. Basically, the change in Austria means that unvaxxed people are only going to be able to leave home for essential reasons, such as visiting the doctor. It really feels like a similar set of restrictions as we had here in New South Wales and Victoria at the height of the pandemic. So now that we're looking at a post-COVID vaccinated world, the sentiment has shifted quite dramatically. We've seen it in the way that things are reported, in the priorities of governments. We're clearly looking at vaccination as the key metric for how a society can operate in a post-COVID world. So what we know is that unvaccinated people are five times more likely than those who are vaccinated to be infected by COVID-19 and 10 times more likely to die from COVID-19. So that's from the CDC, which is, of course, the American Centre for Disease Control and Prevention. Here's what the CDC director said about the pandemic of the unvaccinated. There is a clear message that is coming through. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We are seeing outbreaks of cases in parts of the country that have low vaccination coverage because unvaccinated people are at risk and communities that are fully vaccinated are generally faring well. It kind of taps into rhetoric that started in the US but is clearly here in Australia as well that the next stage of the pandemic is going to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And we're seeing a really interesting situation play out in Germany where the New York Times noted that there's essentially a fourth wave of COVID cases producing tens of thousands of new daily infections just over the border from Austria and it's more than the country has had at any point in the pandemic. The key finding from the New York Times report is that it is the unvaccinated who are contributing most to the wave of infections now burdening hospitals across the country. One in three Germans are not yet fully vaccinated and the German vaccination rate is amongst the lowest in Western Europe. 
So, Zara, last week we saw a lockout of unvaccinated people in the Northern Territory, which to my mind is sort of the most similar situation to that of Western Europe and that of Austria. And it was interesting to look around the world to see how different countries are dealing with their unvaccinated population. We haven't seen lockouts like we did in Austria and in Northern Territory across the world. And there's actually some different ways that countries are creating policies around it. What other examples are out there? I think that the one that comes to mind first is what the Singaporean government has done. So last Monday, they announced that they'll stop covering medical bills for people who are unvaccinated by choice after December 8th this year. So that means that if you have access to the vaccine and no reasonable exemption and you then get COVID-19, you have to pay for any medical expenses that you incur. And this is quite a big change of policy because the Singaporean government until now has been footing the bill for all COVID-19 related medical expenses. I think it's fair to say that every state government and indeed the federal government in Australia is grappling with this idea of how long to block out unvaccinated people. Epidemiologist Tony Blakely and Professor Sharon Lewin, who's one of the leading experts in public health in Australia, said that once Australia hit 90% double-dosed and infections had reduced significantly, it would be unethical at that point to keep the people who are unvaccinated out of society, but it's a mechanism that would need to be turned off and on with outbreaks. It's a fascinating issue that, as a society, we're going to have to deal with in the months and years going forward. There was certainly a lot of chatter on our post about this on Instagram. Once people came to terms with the fact that we were not talking about Australia, but rather Austria, there was some pretty heated debate. It seems to be an issue that is deeply divisive, at least if our comment section is anything to go by. It'll no doubt play a massive role in the future of public policy and government decision makings. So it's certainly an important one to think about. On that note, we will leave you there for today. But if you want to read this story or any other stories, head to our Instagram at The Daily Oz. It is where over a quarter of a million Australians get their news every day. And we'd love to have you over there. Have a brilliant Tuesday.